Hey everybody, it's Matt Powers. I'm a seed saver, gardener, author, family guy, and I'm here to talk to you today about the plant destroyer, about Phytophthora, about the same thing that caused the Irish potato famine, the potato blight. This is something that's fungus-like. It's got mycelium and spores, but it's not fungi. It is something that we are struggling to contain, struggling to control, and very soon, very quickly, we're gonna see a reaction from regulators, from the economy, from just people everywhere once they figure out what's going on. So for the past 20 years, closer to 30 years actually, if you think about select nurseries, what we thought was sudden death oak syndrome is actually Phytophthora and it's infected rhododendrons, it's infected so many native plant nurseries and it's traveling really fast. It's in the native habitats as well now of the UK, of America, of places all over the world. And it's destroying things. I mean, it's called the plant destroyer because it literally destroys everything and it can happen within days. Some of these can be held off and live with for years before they show up fully. And it's really, really worrisome because for so many small mom and pop nurseries, I've been researching lately, you know, starting a nursery, and they're all gonna be shut down because what's going on is when you go to a nursery, this soil in this pot, it might have Phytophthora in it. And if it does, it could infect everything, it could infect your, your soil, it could infect your garden and your landscape. And so landscapers, gardeners, food forests, um, everyone, you know, cities, all of them have been infected all over the country by the transport of infected soils and inf infected plants. And the symptoms can show up, you know, up to three weeks later, you know, maybe even longer. And it's adapting constantly and figuring out new things to infect, creating new strains. And so, we're about to see a whole new wave and change in the way that California and probably many other states will follow suit, handles the transport of plants and soil. So we're talking about sterile soils, we're talking about sterile plant mediums to the extreme, we're talking about having quarantines become um, statewide and permanent for almost everyone other than sterile lab-based germplasm, you know, tissue culture kind of operations. It's going to overnight change and all the small mom and pop places aren't gonna be able to stay up to standards with the new phytosanitary sanitation standards, which you're probably gonna to have to get accredited for. And so you're gonna to have to study and pass tests to even stay in the game. And so it's not just that they're gonna be testing you monthly, it's that they're gonna be testing every batch that you send out, every order that goes out. And all these businesses, they say what's gonna happen is a $2.95 plant is going to, with all these requirements, all these regulations, it's gonna cost over $20. So we're talking about almost a 10X markup on plants that 
we all have gotten used to buying. And we're about to see a contraction in the availability of plants in the, in, in the open nurseries. There's gonna be tons of shutdowns. And only the big ones, only the giant nurseries, and most of them not organic. Perhaps all of them not organic. Because when I talk to them about how the organic nurseries are doing, they're like, well, they're using BT. They're also using uh, pyrethroids. So they're using soft chemistry, as he said, to control these problems. And I we brought up biological controls, things like trichoderma and other, other things work 30% of the time on average. And there's conditional things that they haven't fully mapped yet. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for me? Uh, what does this mean for our all plant buying going forward? Well, it means that we've gotten used to paying $30, $40 for a tree that is probably going to be $300, $200 in the future. We're talking about a completely different kind of nursery experience where we've got these sterilized plants and then we're gonna be bringing them into our environment and essentially shocking them with biology for the first time. So when we think about how we want plants to be all connected with the mycelium, these plants are gonna be completely stranger to all that. We're going to be seeing a completely new way, a, a, a sterile laboratory approach to nurseries, to plants, and it's not gonna benefit us. It's gonna go further down the rabbit hole of weaponization against nature, against the natural processes at work. And what am I talking about here? Well. Why are these things attacking everything? Why are our plants so weak? Well, let's think about the apple. Because light brown apple moth is the other side of this whole conversation. So if we just look at these two things, this is the reason why there's gonna be quarantines on everything. Um, apple, apple moth is getting into all the different fruits that we love and it's, it's spreading its range as well. So. And these are just two of the leaders, two of the highlights. The reality is there are mysterious things at work and we don't even know what certain things are, are doing. We don't even understand certain diseases and pests and plagues that are happening right now that we are trying to clamp down and get control of. So we're about to see nurseries go through a complete change and we're gonna see a lot of people lose their businesses. We're gonna see plants become very expensive and we're gonna lose access to a lot of plants. And those plants right now, it's questionable how many of them are safe. It's questionable, I mean, on average, it's, it's 25 to 30% of the plants are infected. So it's crazy and it's all over the country now and it's, it's all over the natural forests and, and, and woodlands of our country as well. So why is this happening? It's this overwhelming series of plagues and problems. Some of them are fungal, some of them are not. Some of them are pest-based, some of them are bacterial. What is going on here? Why are all our plants having all these problems? Well, it's pretty simple. And this happens in mycology, this happens with all plants. When you clone something genetically over and over and over again, and that's what grafting is, right? You're getting an identical copy. When you do that over and over and over again, you create weakness. 
And that weakness translates into being open for pests, open for disease, virus, and all of the above. And what we're seeing is we're trying everything to protect these plants that shouldn't exist. There's a reason Johnny Appleseed grew everything from seed. It's because he knew that the natural order of things was to have variability, was to have uniqueness. So that every farmer is growing from seed and they figure out, hey, that one right there is a little bit bitter. We're gonna make cider and vinegar out of that one, hard cider, you know? And then that one over there, that's sweet, that's our fresh eating apple. And that one that's okay, that's our baking apple and our canning apple. And they, or, or, or the apple we feed to our pigs, and they figured out that they were able to find advantages from these things. And then the ones that they really didn't like, they cut the, the branches off and grafted the good ones on. And then they had developed bioregionally adapted cultivars that they did grow out. But when we start taking that out of that bioregion, out of that backyard, and we start doing it everywhere all over the world for over a hundred years, it becomes freakish. It becomes unnatural. And so nature has a solution to come in and remove it. So many of our forests are being affected and attacked because they were grown on plantations. Those seedlings were grown in sterile mediums and they were planted to be cut down. They were planted as crops, they were planted as monocultures or nearly monocultures. And so we have nature again providing the solution by removing these elements through all these other things. So we have to apply permacultural solutions because it's a permacultural reaction that nature is doing to compost these things. We're about to see the end of nurseries as we know it and a new era on plant breeding, plant seed saving, and plant growing. We're all gonna get greenhouses. I think I'm gonna start selling perennial seed and seed trees uh, tree seeds that are designed by nature, not anyone else, to be variable. So no clones, but I want to get the best genetics possible. So like the Kazakhstan apples, the mother of all apples. I want to get heirloom apples. I want to get all the best genetics so that when you're growing it from seed, you've got the greatest opportunity to have the most resiliency, the most unique plants, the most adapted plants. And then you can graft, pick and choose and figure out what you wanna do with your plants as they grow out. So this emergency, this crisis that we're about to see and this contraction in business and availability of plants has a solution and it's in our hands. We have to take control. We have to be the ones to plant these seeds ourselves. We have to nurture these things, select these things. We have to put on our patience. We have to live and work on the cycles that nature is operating on. And part of that is working on perennial timescales, working on tree and forest timescales, and growing things from seed. And when a, when a tree grows in the forest, it is the product of thousands of trees attempting to grow, of hundreds of seedlings that grew. That tree is the winner out of a genetic lottery and a situational lottery. And we need to be that as well. We need to be selecting plants, giving them opportunities to compete 
to be strong, to be resilient, and selecting the best of the best. As you hear more about Phytophthora, as you learn more about this problem, recognize that the solution is in our hands. We can grow things from seed. We can grow perennials from seed. We can be plant breeders. I'll be talking more about this. I'll be teaching more about this and hopefully I'll be having seeds soon and in the coming years that are going to expand the ranges of so many of our favorite plants. When we start growing from seed, when we start partnering with the cycles of nature on the time scales of nature, we will open up an entire new literacy, a partnership of permaculture, of regeneration. Grow abundantly, learn daily, and live regeneratively. I'm Matt Powers.